0: What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Man, we got a great show for you this week. Not only do we drink and review some delicious beers, during our beer news segment, we go over the six latest uh, individuals who achieved Master Cicerone. And during that segment, I uh, mistakenly uh, say um, the wrong Instagram account for Jen Blair. She's under the Jenfluence. That's her Instagram account, not Jen Loves Beer or whatever I said it was. Um, and then during our cold brew list, we go over the top 10 uh, Heisman Trophy winner busts. Those are the ones that um, did not make it into, in the NFL when they, did, when they did transfer to the next level. And then in our drunken shenanigans, even more football, we preview the 49ers Eagles game, which already happened. So um, you could see our ramblings. And by then, I'm, I'm drunk because I had already been drinking earlier in the day and then drinking during the show. So I, I got a little bit drunk towards the end, but um, it hasn't been my worst drunkening. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram. Search Cold Brew Podcast. So, without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Yeah. Um, what's going down, That's bad, Coming at your pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios, I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Uh, good.
1: Good. Uh, you know, um, we kind of had a break in shows. Um, but, you know, just enjoying uh, the holiday time with family, whatnot.
0: Right. Um. Now, well, I mean, shit, you've one holiday to the next. Are you ready for Christmas?
1: Well, well, that is holiday time, but right. yeah, I mean, because I had um, well, not only did I have you know Thanksgiving, I had my my youngest daughter; it was her birthday uh, right. before Thanksgiving, and it was my wife's birthday after Thanksgiving.
0: So. Oh man, you're getting hit, get hit it, from all I, sides. Pretty much. Oh. All right. See, next year,
1: ne- uh, next year, my wife's birthday will be the day before Thanksgiving. So.
0: Oh, sweet, two for one.
1: Pretty
0: much. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have my tree up. I still have to do my uh, my house lights. The lights are on my house, I mean. And uh, you know what I did? So I have the hooks, right, uh, along the eaves. And I bought this little bit that goes into my drill that's supposed to um, put the hooks in. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to hang the lights on my house. So um, I was talking with our parents and they were saying that um, they're doing like, uh, they're putting up the decorations in stages for, uh, so when your daughters are over, they, uh, they uh, it's, it's something new to see every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's pretty smart. That, I, I was like, holy shit, that's, that's a great fucking idea. <laughs> they got to do that every year until they're like, until they're aware. Pretty much. All right, let's get to the beer, shall we? Sure. All right. Today I have our. Today I have in front of me from our new friends out in Gilbert, Arizona. I don't know how many of our listeners out there heard our uh, my beer conversation with Angelo, um, the owner of Steel Cactus Brewing Company, but uh, they gave me a beer and it is called. Hold on, it is an IPA. It is called Earthly Branches, and it is a twelve hop. IPA, 6.8% alcohol by volume. Let's see, they don't list all the 12 hops. And, you know, I, I didn't ask him, but uh, according to the uh, um, their write-up on it, it says, The number 12 has many significance in different cultural mathematics and this IPA. Astronomers divided the celestial circle into 12 sections to follow the orbit of Jupiter Earthly branches was brewed with small amounts of 12 different variety of hops to give it a very unique flavor. And, you know, um, I know you are a uh, a social studies historian uh, of sorts, and, you know, the number 12 is very significant in ancient cultures, and I want to say it's the Babylonians who developed the, uh, the base 12 math, if I'm not mistaken, which gave birth to our uh, 12-hour days um, and... Uh, what else? Like the twelve, uh, not the twelve months, because they did t- ten months until the Romans took over. Um, but yeah, the the twelve, uh, you know, the uh, there's twelve inches in a foot. You know, the twelve eggs in a dozen. Um, can you speak a little bit on that twelve, or is is that past your uh, realm of knowledge?
1: Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a twelve in.
0: Okay, <laughs> I think it's called the duo decimal or something like that. But anyway, but you are aware of the whole twelve, like the significance oh, yeah, of Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the um yeah the uh, the occurrence of twelve being uh, part of, I guess, uh, social uh, norms, if you will.
0: Right. Yeah. Anyway, so that um, they, they kind of they're, they're they're I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was something that uh, they're like they saw uh, a correlation with.
1: Hey, it's I saw this thing on social media. It's like ask Siri what one twelve is or something like that. Did you see that? Did you try that?
0: No. Should I do that right now while we're recording? And if it doesn't work, I can take it off. See that again. Should I do it right now while we're recording? It, and if it doesn't work, I could just edit it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, you know, I don't even know how to use Siri on my phone. I disconnected <laughs> that.
0: Hey Siri, what does one twelve mean? Oh, the angel number meaning the one twelve.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I, I I'm asking if you heard of it or no. what it what it comes up.
0: No, that that that's all. It, that's all it comes up is the the angel number. Everyone's got an angel number these days on their social media. Not everyone, but a lot of a lot of people I've seen like their angel number is, and it's usually like a, a three digit number. It's all the same number, like one 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 or four 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 or six six six. Thank you very much. All you lucifers out there. Anyway, let's get back. Let's get back to this. This IPA by um, Steel Cactus. Um, I hope uh, some of you. uh, Oh sure.
1: Yeah. Never mind. What? Supposedly, like if you say um, Siri call or the shit. Basically, it it, it'll Siri will call nine one one. It's like not do it. It's like one of those hoaxes. Oh Okay. okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Out there, don't don't do it. But anyway, uh, back to Steel Cactus. Um, I really enjoyed my time with uh, Angelo. I hope all of you out there get got a chance to listen to it. And uh, if you're out, if you are out here in Arizona, go check them out. Uh, Steel Cactus um, out in Gilbert. Um, anyway, without further ado, pop off.
1: Ooh, that was a good one. Hey, hey, is... is it the Babylonians that made the twelve ounce
0: beer too? <laughs> You know what, you're probably right. They they probably just used to pour growlers before or pints. And now the Babylonians are like, no, twelve ounces. That's where it's at, bro.
1: Very nice, dude. <laughs> not enough. Not enough. I got a twelve pack for
0: you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A man. There you go. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Okay.
1: I have from our friends I like the name of this brewery. It's called Chapman crafted beer. Uh, it's from Chapman, California.
0: Is it Chapman, uh, is California?
1: There... Well, no. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's in. An... It's in Orange.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Is it yeah. or... well, Orange? Is Orange, mean, California? No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah,
1: Orange County. Um, no, well, I don't know if if you do that or if it. Um, that rings to you, but like if, if people say Chapman, it, it's a pret- prestigious private school in Southern California. Oh, so, I, did, uh, I
0: did not know that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, Chapman University. Anyway, I don't think that's related, but just the, or it might be like the area or whatever, but Chapman Crafted Beer. But I got their uh, harvest season, which is a dark lager. Oh. It's a Munich style Dunkel. All right. Uh, 5.2% AVV. And the small write-up I got on it is Um, hold on, where is it? Hey. A classic Munich style dunkel fit for the fall. Notes of sweet bread, toasty nutty, and hints of chocolate that are presented in a dry enough finishing beer to keep you wanting more. Best enjoyed by the Stein. Pros.
0: Well, wow, very nice.
1: All right. And, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a 5.2, and I have a 16-ounce can. So, pop off.
0: And as you very well know, like, traditionally, like, in the old school days, like, this is the time where, like, the beers are more full, more robust, because it was just harvest time, so they have more grain and a lot more ingredients to put into the beer, whereas, like, towards the end of the the crop cycle... It, it was more lighter beer. Makes sense. Yep. <clears throat> all right. So this earthly branches, man, this has a lot of fucking flavor. I, I can't even like um, begin to describe like all the layers that I am tasting. Um, the first note, the, the first like thing that popped into my mind was um, like earthy and not like a. Uh, a port or not port a porter well, you remember remember like the I, I always joke about um they say uh porters like earthy and that just means like and i call it like a filthy or dirty or um no this is more like an earthy more like an herbal type earthy like very like um like you're out in the in the garden and you're you're pulling weeds or or, or uh harvesting your 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 garden, not not your crops, not like out in the in the the wheat fields or anything. It's just like if, like if you have like a cucumber and zucchini and and tomatoes out in your backyard, it it gives me that kind of like like if mean you're cutting them from the vine and you're and you're harvesting them and even like eating the weeds or pruning or something, it gives me that type of feeling when I'm drinking this. It is very like earthy in that and very grounded and. It is, it pours like a, like a copper type color, and it's, you can't see through it. It's not a West Coast style. I would call it a hazy IPA. It's, it's very sophisticated as far as the flavor profile. There's a lot to it. There's a lot going on. I might have a better description later on uh, when we rate the beers, but wow, this is great. I had a few, I had a couple of their IPAs when I was there at Steel Cactus, and they were good, there's a West Coast, and I forgot the I think there was a black IPA that I had, and they were um, uh, the West Coast was a little bit sweet, and the the black was roasty. This one is way different than any other IPA I, I can even remember in my recent um, memory. So very good. Uh, I'll I'll try to uh, expound on it later on during our untapped portion of the show. So how's your beer? How's your Chapman?
1: starting off um this beer really good. Uh, it's it's very it's a great offering of uh, of a uh, of a Dunkel style beer, I mean. Yeah. It tastes tastes like super European traditional.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. You know,
1: at the same, at the same time I, I you know, I I fell to uh like uh when I say reference a beer that it, you know, it tastes like however it it tastes exactly like it just tastes that makes sense (laughs) you know
0: yeah no no I'm I'm trying to
1: I'm trying to think of dunkles that I've had in the past that remind me of this and uh, you know nothing comes to the forefront of my mind but I mean this is a good one I'm liking it
0: very good All right, so we will rate our beers later during our untapped portion of the show don't forget to follow us on untapped and friend us and we'll friend you back just search Cold Brew Podcast. But right now, it's time for some beer news. All right, so this comes to us from Forbes. And uh, the writer is M. Stouter. Uh, the hardest beer test in the world awards six new certifications. So as many of you out there know, the, um, the highest award a beer taster can get is Cicerone, Master Cicerone, right?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so recently, the Cicerone certification program announced that six people had received the rank of Master Cicerone. So now in the world... Just, a, uh, I'll, I'll give you a range. Between 10 and 50, how many Master Cicerones are there right now, certified by uh, the Cicerone certification program? How many Master Cicerones are there in the world after these six?
1: 56.
0: <laughs> I, I gave you a, a high on purpose.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not more than 60, 56. There's 28. Okay. There are right now a total of 28 master Cicerones in the world. A master Cicerone is similar to a master sommelier in the wine world, but the focus is less on service and hospitality and more on general beer knowledge. The exam is frequently billed as one of the hardest tests, not just in beer, but in the world. Which it should be. Like if you're going to be a master of anything, of any uh, uh, um, profession, it should be a fucking hard test if a certification board is going to pass you.
1: Yeah, I mean... Um, Have you ever seen or heard of the movie
0: Uncorked? I've heard of it. I've never seen it.
1: Okay. So Grandmaster Flash wants to become a Cicero. <laughs> Not a Cicero. Some, uh, some, A sommelier.
0: sommelier. It, really? Grandmaster yes, Flash? The, the, the hip-hop DJ?
1: Oh, no. The, the guy who played <laughs> Grandmaster Flash in, uh, in the get-down.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought it was like, holy shit. Like, he's a master DJ. Now he wants to be a master Samadhi. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Okay, okay long story short, it, it's, it's a cool movie. I mean, yeah. it's nice. But, yeah, I mean, he, he gives up a lot and he sacrifices to, to, to go to Europe and, and study. And, um, you know, okay, spoiler alert, he, he failed. But at the end of the movie, you know, they show him uh, starting day one. Uh, a second time, like he, he didn't give up. He, he's going back to it. But you know the 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 dedication he shows, the the knowledge he shows. Now, yeah. again, I get it's a movie, but it, it it is crazy on what he what they uh, they have to do. Yeah, and, and then, of course, wine is different than beer. And I mean, he's actually almost pretty much at a university, you know, type classroom setting. Oh yeah, yeah. For this, you know, for this stuff. Yep. So yeah, I mean, uh, the whole. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Comes into uh, play here big time. <laughs> right.
0: um, the, the article goes on to say there are currently, in the Cicerone program, which you and I are a part of, uh, there are currently 173 advanced Cicerones, uh, 4,568 certified Cicerones. I think that's where my friend uh, Rachel Bierkowski uh, is in. She's a certified Cicerone because she's on the next level. So there's still two more levels she she can get to, um, so there's a but in the world there's only four thousand five hundred sixty eight of them, and there are over this is our category. You and I got our our certified beer server uh, certification years ago, right? Um, there are over oh, yeah. one hundred fifty thousand of us. So yeah, that, that's the easiest. That's the easiest one. I thought it was easy. Like uh, you thought it was easy too, right?
1: Yeah, the only thing that sucked was the the timer part.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the the, the one part I I was I realized I really lacked was uh, um, to categorize beer as far as their colors, like the SRM categories. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that was that was my one of my weak points. Um, the Master Cicerone exam is a two day marathon of all things beer, including three hours of essay writing. I would like that. I, I That's one of the parts I would actually kind of like is the essay writing. Um, Want to write but, your essay? Okay. <laughs> I, wrote, I And then he wrote me back. Uh, shit. <laughs> Fucking love that. Love that episode. Uh, let's see here. Uh, three hours of essay writing for a day. I could write a lot of essays in that day, bro. Uh, you'd be one. And then of course LT, uh, maybe Faust, and then uh, who else? <laughs> what essays would you? Who else? Which essay would you write to in those three uh, hours? Okay. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Um, plus one-on-one demonstration. I write my congressman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that Ro Connor, right? That guy's fucking badass. Um, oh right. All right. Let's see here. Uh, an example essay might... Uh, oh, um, one of the, one, one-on-one demonstrations with some of the most celebrated people in the beer and food. Uh, an example essay may be creating a four-course tasting menu for a fine dining restaurant using only one style of beer or an essay explaining how ions in water affect beer's flavor and mouthfeel. Wow. So the first one seems really subjective. The second one is very technical and scientific. But you never know, because when they when you open that paper, when you break that seal on the like the SAT, like I'm thinking like they got number two pencils and they break the seal on the on the blue uh the blue packet. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Wait, say that again?
0: Oh, I was thinking like when when they have to write the essay, they have like a blue packet and they, they take the oh, yeah, number the, two the pencil. Blue books. The yeah. blue books, yeah. And they, they break the seal, they rip the seal so they can start writing in it, like the SATs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember um yeah, I took a test at one of one of the, the your your writing exam at, at San Jose State. Yeah. And uh yeah, you had to bring in two blue books and then um you know, everyone passed them theirs forward and then um
0: Oh the and they, the front like, row shu- passed it back.
1: Well yeah, the, the, well then they like they shuffled them and then they they um they passed them back. So, like, you know, there's like, you know, there's 25 people in the classroom. So there's mm-hmm. 25 blue books. But you don't, technically, you're not using yours that you brought to the class. But someone brought one that you are
0: using. That oh. makes sense. Yeah, you know, that that uh, keeps you from cheating, like pre-writing. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pre-writing our notes or even like some sort of hidden uh, pre-written essay.
0: Secret code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, see, uh, also, uh, demonstrations can range from setting up a British-style cask system for servers to pairing obscure cheeses with beer styles and more. There are also multiple tasting panels. This is where the candidates have to look for off-flavors in beer like 3-Methyl-2-Boutine-1-Thiol, uh, uh, a.k.a. Why Ask Your Beer Taste Skunky. Write elegant technical descriptions about beers put in front of them or pinpoint exact beer styles in a blind tasting, uh, which is extremely challenging as many beer styles overlap in flavor, aroma, and color. To pass your tasting demonstrations and written scores need an average of 85. Holy shit. Like most of these like most certifications are that I've taken even in my industry like 60 or more or 60 to 72. Um, or higher, depending on what certification you're getting. So 85, that's... Damn, that's like a B, right? That's a solid B or more. Yeah. Sorry, took a little sip. Uh, newest Master Cicerone, Patrick Combs, director of liquids for Stem Ciders and Howdy Beer Company, left the, left the exam feeling more confident as this was his second attempt. Oh, like you're talking about Grandmaster Flesh at the exam, but he joked... Regardless of how many hours of preparation you logged, I don't think anyone leaves that exam thinking, wow, I crushed that. I can't wait for the phone call. You're always on the fence about at least a few things. So, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of, see, did, did they list how many, uh, which? No, they did not. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, Shelly Smith, Jen Blair, Oh shit, Jen Blair. I know, I know. her from Instagram. Shoot, I think it's uh, her name's Jen. Like Be- Jen likes beers. Um, yeah, we follow her on there. Patrick Combs, like I mentioned, uh, Craig, Thomas, Federico Lenchner, and uh, David Reese. So those are the, the six newest Master Cicerones. In the beer world. So congratulations to those six. All right. That's all I have as far as the beer news this week. So you know what that means? Thank you. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew. It's time for the cold brew list. As we proceed proceed, 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 to give you you what what you need. So
1: let me ask you this. Do you follow college football?
0: A little bit. A little bit. A little bit more these days now that um, I get to bet on the games. And especially at the end of the, even before I was betting, at the end of the college season, now, like, championship week and all the bowls and all the, uh, um, the awards, especially the Heisman, um, I – yeah, now I'm following it.
1: So um yeah it's it's Heisman season. Yep. So uh oh real quick. Uh who do you think is gonna be in the playoffs?
0: Ooh, after ooh, after today? After uh, <laughs> after Georgia lost? Oh man. Right. Michigan for sure. Okay. Um probably I think I think okay. Florida State might might get in now that they I think they beat Louisville today, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, Michigan's Big Ten champion. They're undefeated. They're twelve and zero. Washington is Pac twelve champion. Mm -hmm. They're undefeated. Twelve and zero. And then Florida State's ACC champion. They're undefeated. Twelve and zero. And then Alabama's SEC champion. But they're eleven and one. And then Texas is Big Twelve champion. They're eleven and one also. And um, they beat Alabama though.
0: Right. So Sorry.
1: it's kind of like it's it, it's interesting. It's yeah. like uh, it's almost as if four teams wasn't enough for a playoff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, and that was that was like the the whole argument like a couple of years ago. Like they need six teams a sixteen playoff. Hmm. All right, well, or eight.
1: Some are thinking like twelve. Yeah, eight or twelve. But then yeah, you run into to um. Some teams that kind of have to be there yeah but a lot of people think uh you know just because florida state won um they had a a uh a soft opponent if you will but they're uh the the quarterback that got them to 12 and travis in, yeah or 11 and oh yeah he, he's out you know so unfortunately his yeah, injury and- um uh,
0: if they had crushed Louisville today, they they won 16-6. I think they'd be a big, like a, a big, they, you you have to put them in there. Now, I don't know. Maybe Atlanta leaf frogs them.
1: You mean Alabama?
0: Uh, Alabama, yeah. What would I say, Atlanta? I meant Alabama, yes.
1: All right, well, I thought too, maybe you think Georgia. I'm like, I don't
0: know about Georgia. I mean, granted, I do know
1: about Georgia because, I mean, Georgia's still a good program right now.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, all that aside, um, what's it called? Heisman. Um, yes, the Heisman. So I have a list of. I don't know how many you want to take it down to, but the uh, biggest Heisman bust of all time.
0: I, would, let's just do uh, ten. Let's keep it short. Ten. Yeah.
1: All right. So number 10 is, ooh, running back, Rashan Salaam.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. They didn't he break his, like, foot, and then he broke his other foot the next year?
1: Something like that. But he's a running back from, um, well, he went to uh, University of Colorado, the Buffaloes. Mm-hmm. And um, he had, yeah, breakaway speed. But, yeah, he had some, uh, some injuries that um, were insurmountable. In you, his NFL
0: Yeah, I was about to say they there are NFL busts. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Because uh, yeah, you the the Heisman's basically the college MVP, and uh, you're not gonna get that by being a bust. So yes, you won the college Heisman, but then are a bust at the next level. Right. Uh. When I I'm aware of the name, I, I didn't really see his college career that much. But Andre Ware. Oh yeah. From Houston. Yep. Um and then too, he well it says like he was the one um he kinda kinda benefited with uh the style that they um had in college. Uh in college he was running the run and shoot.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: so I mean yeah, that's used in the pros for some Plays, but it's not a a, um, a total offense use. However, I'm sure you could rack up a lot of stats doing that.
0: Yeah, didn't the 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 Lions try to run that in the '90s with uh, Barry Sanders in the in the backfield?
1: Possibly. I mean, the I know um, the Oilers with with Warren Moon were really popular with running shoe.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense, Houston. <laughs> All right, who's next?
1: Uh, number eight is Chris Winky, Florida oh, yeah. State quarterback. Um, he had a sidetrack career. He went to go play baseball. He was in the minor leagues yeah. for a few years, and then uh, still had some years of eligibility left, so he came back, and he was, like, 28 when he won it.
0: Oh, that's right. I remember that, yeah. Um,
1: oh, Number seven Danny Warfel from uh, Florida.
0: Oh, yeah. He was a big disappointment. I forgot what team he he, he made it to.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, was it? I'm Hold trying on. to read his
0: stuff uh, Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, yeah, Where did he go to? Uh, he went to the the Saints.
1: Yeah, I knew it.
0: Yeah, Saints. And then he went to the Rhine Fire. Then he was in the Packers, Bears, Texans. Wow, he was on the Texans in 2002. And then uh, the Redskins. And then that's it. Um,
1: number six quarterback from the Ohio State uh,
0: Troy Smith. Oh, yeah. I remember that guy.
1: He's with the Nines for a little bit.
0: Was he really? Yeah. Um. Yo. Yeah. He was Ravens and Niners for a fucking cup of coffee, and the Omaha Nighthawks, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Montreal Alouettes. Two years there.
1: Um, shoot, I don't even know this guy. Um, from Oklahoma Sooners, Jason White, quarterback.
0: Yeah, he won in 2003, and then, where'd he go to, I don't think he ever went to, I don't know if he ever went to the pros. Doesn't list him anywhere. College career, professional career, despite his strong college career, White was not selected in the 2005 NFL Draft. Holy shit, how is he not the worst? You win the Heisman, and then you don't even get fucking picked. What what year did he win the, the, the Heisman? He didn't say on this, but didn't you
1: say 2005? Yeah, he say two
0: thousand five? Yeah, White won the Heisman in two thousand three. Oh, so he stayed. Oh, and then and then he probably fucked up his chances on on the next draft. That's probably what it was.
1: Got it. Um next number four, Eric Crouch.
0: Oh, I remember that. Did fucker. he
1: retire? Yeah. Or was it couch? I remember there was a couch and crouch like around the same time.
0: Uh, Eric Crouch, uh, won the Heisman and then his, where's his, his professional career. Uh, he was initially drafted by the St. Louis Rams of the NFL as a wide receiver. Oh, but he still wanted to play quarterback. They drafted him to be a wide receiver. I remember that guy. Yeah, Eric Couch is the one you're, th- you're you're thinking of. He's just like, after a while, he's like, I'm done. Then he went to CFL, AAFL, and the UFL in 2011.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, your boy from the U, Gino Toretta.
0: <laughs> hey, he was a Niner, right? You don't think so. I could have swore he was... Yeah, he was on the Vikings. He got drafted by the Vikings. Then he was in the Lions. And he was with the Niners as a backup for like two years. What years? Uh, 95 and 96. Back years? That was like uh, our our prime drinking years at the Candlestick. That's probably why you don't remember. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shoot, yeah, we weren't drinking by then, or were we? No, wink
1: Wait, that's neither here nor there Yes But you know who's at number two? Hmm. Matt Leinhardt from USC
0: Oh, fucking, yeah The the old, uh, um, uh, the fake triple uh, national champions
1: Wait, say that again?
0: The You know, the, uh, the wasn't he like part of the whole uh like the 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 UC, USC Trojans like they were like uh back to the 3 threepeat uh, national champions like the the whole controversy between them and um the Texas Longhorns
1: Okay yeah I mean he was there with USC I mean he took over right after uh, Carson Palmer yeah and kept it going um I'm pretty sure he was national champion or they had the co championship but was later vacated because of the Reggie Bush stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's so, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Just, uh, you know, he got he got with your Cardinals and it never worked out for him.
0: That's right. Yeah, he was with the Cardinals. Um, he sucked for a couple years. Then with the Texans, Raiders, Bills, and he was out.
1: Which leaves number one on the list, mm-hmm. and in your heart, Johnny Manziel. <laughs>
0: Johnny Football. Oh my God, dude, that guy was such a disappointment in the NFL. But at the same time, he was like a small guy. Not everyone could be a Doug Flutie,
1: right? Not even Doug
0: Flutie. <laughs> even Doug Flutie's like, how the fuck you do that? Or how how would I do that? Um, no, yeah, Johnny Manziel, the the whole, he was like the the next coming, and then. I don't know, man. I just uh, I like my, my my quarterbacks to be over six foot tall, like in real life, not just on paper.
1: Yeah, I, you know, too, I think he just got caught up with the the college. Uh, I'm sorry, Texas college football hype. I mean, yeah. you know, it, he did beat Alabama, um, which is a, a, a huge task in in the college game. Yeah. However, yeah, it just didn't um, match up well and. You know, quarterback is it's hard to translate to to the pros, especially yeah. when uh, you know, you've been in one system for a while and have success, and then have to go somewhere else and learn something different. I won't, I want I don't want to say new because there's a, there's a, there should be a lot of similarities in, you know, getting the ball down the field. However, yeah, uh,
0: reading defenses and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's skills that uh that that still need to be developed and a lot of times there's no uh there there's the, the success isn't there
0: yeah I mean I, I don't know if anyone's ever done like a, a study like on the past like I would say like 20 years of drafting an NFL quarterback as far as how many of them are like like didn't pan out the, the way everyone thought they would. Cause you never know. Like it's, I I would think it's I would think it's less than fifty percent as far as how many of the drafted quarterbacks are successful in the NFL environment.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I'd say even less than that.
0: Yeah, maybe like like thirty three percent, like a third of them maybe. I'm talking like the, not just like draft drafting drafted number number in the first round or second round but, like, in yeah. all the rounds, but like all the quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. there's I mean, again, not to knock your uh, your team, but, you know, the Cardinals, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. They had Liner, you know, they didn't develop him. Uh, I know they had, who, who else, that that Rosen kid? Was yeah. It Josh Rosen?
0: Well, they, I they, mean, they, they, they took
1: they, him, like, 10?
0: No, I, yeah, and then, like, they dropped him in the first round, and then they had him for a year, and then they got rid of him. For Kyler Murray, yeah. right. Which right now it looks and like they, they did the right they made the right move.
1: Th- that's true because I mean Rose is not on a roster either, so yep. it's kind of like, wh- wh- what do you do in that situation? But then even too that year, like I know Darnold was that year too, and now Darnold, you know, he's been kicked around the league. You mm-hmm. know, uh, now he's back up with the Niners. Um, who else was in that draft? Oh, that was the Baker Mayfield draft.
0: Lincoln oh, Baker. Okay, he's, all right.
1: Yeah, he's with Tampa. I mean, shoot. Then you look at a couple years ago. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is he's panned out, but that that kid behind him, the uh, the 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 BYU kid. Mm. What's his name with the Jets? Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he obviously <laughs> regressed, if you will. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Mac Mac Jones regressed too. Oh yeah, Mac Jones regressed huge.
1: I mean, Trey Lance never panned out.
0: Nope. Yeah, you 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 just never know. Like that that draft was was terrible. And you look at 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 last year's draft and the the Carolina Panthers loved uh, Young. I thought it was a wrong move because he was too short. I don't know if they should have gone with Stroud or Richardson, but of the either of the two would have been better than than Young at this point for the for the in the Carolina Panthers sense of things. Definitely. Yeah. Um so this year the the Heisman uh trophy um candidates as far as the odds makers go, right now uh Jaden Daniels is minus thirteen hundred. So it looks like Jaden Daniels is probably probably gonna win the Heisman Trophy. Um, Next on the list, number two is Michael Penix Jr. at plus 1,200. So it's not even close. Like, prior to this last week, prior to championship weekend, Bo Nix had a minus 200. And now, after that, that he lost, uh, uh, he was the quarterback of Oregon. He lost to um, Washington, Michael Penix. He went from Minus two hundred, yeah.
1: It seems like both those guys have been in college for years now,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, he lost like and he went from. was minus... a
1: freshman when the first? Wasn't he a freshman when the first George Bush was in office?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he retweeted like six times.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, there's that. Yeah. There's that guy in Oregon who got like a ninth year of eligibility.
0: What the fuck? Exactly. Um, so yeah, Bo Nix. it was injury. Yeah. In one but, game, yeah. Bo Nicks went from minus two hundred to plus twenty five hundred. And you wow. know what? If you look at that game, the champ- the Pac twelve championship game, Bo Nix outperformed Michael Penix Jr. as far as like stats wise. His stats were better than 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 Penix, but now he is uh, not considered eligible. According to FanDuel, anyway, that's where we get—I get my my odds from um, as far as the Heisman wise. Just for that, that's fucking crazy, man. Some others on the list are uh, Jalen Monroe, Milro, excuse me, Jalen Milrow, jj McCarthy, and Marvin Harrison Jr. If you want to throw your money. If you want to waste your money on Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr, it is 250 to 1 right now. So good luck. You know, and and I I I put uh after the after the game after the Oregon Washington game, I did, I put 10 bucks on Michael Penix Jr to to win. I mean, he beat the overall favorite before the game, so why not? Um now the only reason that um Jaden Daniels is uh, the favorite now is cause he was number two before the game and Ella, he's the quarterback of LSU. They didn't play last week. They didn't play for the the they didn't play this week for the the um the what do you call it the uh, uh on championship weekend because uh what, who was it? Uh um Georgia. Georgia beat him out to play against Alabama hmm. So I don't know. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. won a championship. I'm hoping that favor's in my favor. I put $10 on it. It's not a lot. If I lose, who the fuck cares? For me right now, $10 is not a lot. But if I win, I win $120 on the $10 bet. There you go. So I encourage everyone in California who is listening to this right now on the next fucking ballot, vote for fucking uh gaming online. Holy shit, man, this is fucking fun. You put 10 20 dollars if you can afford it. it. It makes a little uh the futures a little bit. I, dude, I I I put money on on a lot of futures um to win. I put Fort Niners to win the Super Bowl uh 20 to Oh, before the the season, it was like 15 to 1.
1: Hmm.
0: And, what um. And I can cash oh. out right now. Like, oh. I can cash out, like, uh, if, if I want to make a little, lo- or I can make my money back plus, like, uh, like another $10 if I want to cash out right at this point.
1: What's, um, what was their over-under? Was it 10?
0: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was, like, 10 or 10 and a half.
1: Well, oh, but that was the thing, though. Like, even though it was 10, it was almost, like, even money anyway, right? It wasn't like you were winning a lot.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that's that's the thing about the the betting on online anyway. I don't know about like at, in Vegas, but yeah. a lot of the even money stuff is still like minus one ten. So you, it, it's more like uh, nine tenths that you're betting. Right. So they, they try to make a little back. But if you win, you win. You know. If you lose, you lose. You win, you win. You lose, you lose. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's. That's the stupidest shit I've, I think I've ever said here on, on Cold Brew Podcast. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Well, yeah, I don't
1: know. You, you said a lot of stupid shit in the past.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The, don't even get me started. That That's what, how we earned our the official hypocrite of Arizona craft beer. Anyway all right man great list i i i'm a little bit more into excuse me are you still a wanted man (laughs) (laughs) i'm a little bit more in tune with uh the college football program now that uh, i'm betting a little bit more on college but i'm I'm not even a guru at all but um great list um how's your beer treating you good almost gone very nice very nice We are going to rate our beers right now on Untapped. So let me go to our Untapped app. And what did you have?
1: I had from um, Chapman Brewing Company. Yeah. I'm sorry, from Chapman Crafted Beer. Oh. I had their um, harvest season. Dark Lager, which is a Munich-style Dunkle.
0: There it is. Chapman Crafted Beer Harvest Season Munich dunkel. What would you like to rate this beer at? Maybe a little 4.1. Ooh, all right. Right now it has an overall rating of 3.73, so we gave it a cold brew punt. Cold brew bump. We only have like a a, a month left on our uh, on our uh, untapped um, plus or whatever they whatever they fucking call it because I unsubscribed it, it 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 has not added value whatsoever to our untapped um, account so why keep doing it right I see that yeah. All right, so harvest season by Chapman crafted beer. What would you like to leave as the notes?
1: <laughs> if we figured it for you for for Master
0: Sister. <laughs> you would think so, right? They give you a code. If They give you a code to sign up. Okay.
1: But real quick, going back to that Master Cicero thing. Yeah. It it it's funny because like, you know, you don't need one of those to make beer.
0: No, nope. <laughs> you don't need one <laughs> like to the, sell beer. Yeah, you don't need yeah. one. But yeah.
1: like the the best brewmaster in the world, if if he wasn't a master cicerone, I wouldn't be shocked. You know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like you talk about those uh, like in the craft beer world. I'm thinking like um, Sam Calagino, Rune, Ken Grossman. I they probably don't have uh, a master cicerones, but yet again, they're the two two of the biggest major craft breweries in the US All right yeah you don't need it but I mean still may- maybe it's it's for those people who just want the, the satisfaction of having done it
1: I get that but going on uh, okay so this is uh, malty roasty and sweet
0: wait how spell malty
1: M-A-U-L-T
0: Malty, roasty And I'm going to put ampersand And sweet I was going to say
1: Germany But it's not a German (laughs) (laughs) But very, very, very
0: Yeah Uh, Very traditional Germany is adjacent And check in Very nice German, ooh, You know that (laughs) That would probably be, be a better adjective than Germany. Uh, let's see here. Wait, me, isn't it
1: Germanic? Anyway? Or, no, I, I,
0: I, I, or... No, I think it's Germanic. I think yeah. you're right. The, the first time. Alright, so this is, uh... What? Earthly creations, I think I said. Right? Let me hear. Let me, or let me see. Um... I like this beer. I like this beer a lot. I think I'm going to also give it a 4.1. No, 4.2. Just to be a little bit different than you. 4.2. 1 and 2. All right. I'm going to say it is um, hazy. Oh, hazy and complex. I'm also going to try it for yourself just in case any of our listeners uh see this i really suggest you go out there they got a they got a really cool spot out in gilbert oh man so uh so we are recording this on saturday december 2nd um one day before probably the game of the season, as far as like the most anticipated game, just because of the, the competition, the 49ers Eagles game. How do you feel about this game, man? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you confident? Are you, um, what are you? We're excited.
1: Uh, I'm excited yeah? the, I mean, I nice. mean, I'm more worried about the, the weather than, uh, oh, than yeah, getting embarrassed. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Obviously the win is what you want. It's the way to go. However, I, I I think we're gonna have a respectable showing whether it's enough to win versus enough to barely get beat mm-hmm. Uh You know, we'll see we will see. I mean, uh, you know we, uh what's it called? We're definitely on an upslope. I mean, our yeah, our uh, our, our losing skid that was kind of a worst t- moment to happen yet you know we uh we weathered the storm you know we bounced back against um what was it uh jacksonville and then uh tampa and then seattle i mean so you know if if anything we got the couple extra days of uh of rest in our favor and uh you know a healthy squad going going to philly so i'm excited
0: oh yeah i'm excited too i have uh, I i i put i've already put money on this game um, a lot of money. Uh, if so, if if I lose, it's not going to break my bank, I'll still be able to make my house payment. But I, I have a lot of confidence in this team. I have, especially right now, that they are more or less healthy. The whole Hufanga that kind of sucks, but he wasn't, uh, he's a more of a role player than a primary. Um, but. And at the same time, it's like we're going back to the 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 place where like last year's season crumbled, and so the scene, I, of the yeah, yeah. The scene of the crime, yeah, scene of the crime, exactly. Um, so I hope they they redeem themselves. Um, on the stat side, the the cerebral side, on paper and everywhere else, the 49 should beat the Eagles. Uh, you know, to be honest, now that we are the favorites in a lot of these games, it's more nerve-wracking than w- when we were the underdogs, because, like, I just want to perform up to the standard, and the fact that on all the podcasts and talking heads out there are on the 49ers, it makes me a little bit nervous, because it's like the Nobody Believes in Us game on the Eagle side or the we have nothing nothing to lose game because they are still two wins ahead of the 49ers and two two wins ahead in their division against the Cowboys so even if they lose this game they are still the number 1 seed
1: yeah you know that that's i, I guess in the, my cynical side though too goes go, takes it that way too like if if we do lose uh, which i don't want us to do right i mean that's still makes the uh makes the cowboys uh season that much more difficult you know
0: yeah yep
1: and i I was talking with our dad the other day like wouldn't that be hilarious like if uh if the cowboys were like 13 and four but still the wild card going to another uh another another champion another champion with a losing record like a like a seven and 12 or whatever what i wait hold on what's the math seven 7 and 10, like, yeah. 7 and 10 Atlanta, you know?
0: <laughs> Atlanta or, yeah, or the Saints, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, because they went to Tampa last year and won. And that was the infamous, uh, the social media that we want, the Niners, chant Like, I remember yeah. me and my friends laughing at that. But, um, no, but, yeah, I mean, man, <laughs> the, well, I, I know now because of the extra game. But, man, you know, you, you talk about a 13-win team. Like being a wild card, everyone's like oh. scratching their head, like, how's
0: that? No. Yeah, yeah. And that's that also throws more fuel on the fire of like, let's reseed during the playoffs. Yeah. Um. am you know what? To be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I'm, let's reseed in the playoffs. I'm, I was for it like last year when they talked about it, two years ago when they talked about it, when Seattle made it into the playoffs, like I think four or five years ago, before they had this, the seven, um, when it was just six, I was for the the whole uh, let's, let's recede during the playoffs because it's fucking stupid for a back then it was seven and nine, now like an eight nine team to host a playoff game against a 13 and, and 14. I get the whole other side of the argument, like it, it rewards a team for winning their division.
1: Right. I mean that's that's kinda how you have to look at like the argument to keep it that way. Yeah. The the franchises are divided up that way to have the I guess the, the one in four team chance of, of hosting a playoff game and you, yeah. you kinda gotta respect that. Yeah and but the, yeah and I, the schedule. I'm for, too. That, I'm for that though. Yeah. If you're if you're a division winner but have a losing record, then possibly. But like you know, it, if you were nine and eight playing um uh you know, a, a, a thirteen and fourteen? No, I I I have no problem with the with the home game still. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, no, totally agree.
1: Cause especially too, if if you look at your your uh, I guess um the rest of the, the division, if yeah. they're all kind of like the same and, and like you know, the, basically like everyone was like three and three that year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like you know four and two and and like that versus like. You know, yeah. What, what if you know Dallas and Philly are huge up there, but then the the Giants and and the Washington they're like, you know, three and three and fourteen. You know.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: All we'll, we'll right. Oh, yeah. Game. I mean, just but going back, but go, going back, yeah. going back. I mean, it's it, it, it's a game that you know you, you lose, you know. Keep your head up still grinding. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the Niners will still be well ahead of the, the the Seahawks in the division. So the Niners will still get into the playoffs. Healthy team, healthy Niners. They're a fucking – they're a monster to handle. Especially
1: – um, well, it, it, it does be interesting because, you know, what if we do win but we're still the number two seed and we end up seeing them again? Back in Philly, like it's like we, you know, you go to Philly and win. Oh yeah, you know I mean, I
0: mean that, that that that's, I think the probability that's the, the best probability that, we win this game, but we still maintain the two seed and we got to go back in the playoffs and that's when it really counts. That's and funny. and and they they get more healthy. I don't know if they, if they get their what, who's Elaine Johnson, their their left tackle back, or the left guard. I forgot who the the lineman is out. Yeah. But Goddard will yeah. probably be back there by then too.
1: Right, Goder Goddard's gonna miss uh, yeah, Fletcher Cox is still up in the air. But I mean even uh you know, even uh seventy five percent, eighty percent or God Fletcher forbid
0: by that time one of our one of our starters is out.
1: Right. You know well I mean? Hufung is out.
0: Well, I mean uh, on the offensive side, like uh the weather weapons. Right. I know, right, yeah, yeah. Fucking, uh, fucking, I fucking love Hufanga. When we drafted him, I'm like, all right, let's see. like he, you from USC. That first season made me a believer. I fucking loved that guy since uh, the first season. Damn. Well, he didn't play sucks. that
1: much, but but he he didn't play that much. But I remember the special teams game when he or uh, special team side when he uh when he got that touchdown from uh the blocked uh, punt in uh oh yeah, he just Bay.
0: he just hustled, man. He's just a hustler. Yeah. He doesn't stop. He reminds me of. A lot, like uh, barrier wise, like a hundred pence or Eric Burns. He just doesn't. He never fucking. He does not He doesn't have an off button.
1: Right.
0: That's what he reminds me of. and you. You gotta love those guys on your team. Definitely,
1: because you can't get enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So this 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 fucking weekend, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. But uh, like you said, if we lose, is that the end of the world? But man, fuck. I really hope, uh, uh, monetarily, I hope we win. <laughs> All right, man, anything else you would like to add to this episode of Cold Brew Podcast? All right, cool. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg, he is social chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. next
1: Raise the ball and we put it in your ear. No matter who you are. When words come to my people's come first. When words come to my people's come first. My people's come first.